latest from Scotston. This is Warriors Weekly, Glasgow Warriors' official podcast. Hello and welcome back to Warriors Weekly. I'm your host, Glasgow Warriors media manager, Duncan Seller. And today, sitting across from me, I'm joined by warrior number 258, Glasgow Warriors and Scotland Centre, Sam Johnson. Sammy, how are you? Hey Duncan, good, thanks yourself. I'm good mate, I'm good, I'm good. It's right. sunny outside in Glasgow for October, so I'm pretty happy. Me too. Good, good. So, I've got a lot of things I want to talk to you about this week, Sammy. Um, but first, we had Ryan Wilson in last week and he was talking about um, when we bring new players in, you know, what they have to do, they have to stand up in front of the group, they have to talk about you know, their family, their rugby history, their hidden talent. So I was going to ask you, what was your hidden talent when you stepped up in front of the squad a few years, a few seasons ago? Um, I'm just trying to look, think back. I, I don't really have a hidden talent, to be honest. And when I joined Glasgow, all those boys were away at the World Cup. So um, I honestly don't even remember if I did one. Well, no, I, I'll say I did do one so that I don't have to do one. But yeah, I, I wouldn't put myself as a very talented person, especially hidden talent. So right. I can't really tell you that one. No? Did you have to do anything? Anything stand out in your mind from when you when you first joined? I feel like I might have had to sing a song. Usually a lot of um, places, when, you, when you're new in a new environment, uh, there's usually a song at some point down the line, so I probably yeah. had to sing a song. Was it Pink? I know Pink was your Scotland song. Yeah. Um, no, just I, I try and have three or four up, up the sleeve at, at any time, just in case um, it's sprung in you, so... Uh, Buttercup, I remember I right. used to have Singstar when you was growing up and the Buttercup song, I don't know, back in the day, that mm-hmm. one, uh, Pink, I'm Coming Up, or Get This Party Started, uh, and there's a couple other, Hero, Enrique Iglesias. All right, okay. Uh, so, yeah, there's probably a couple there that are my go-tos. So, are you telling me that you can hit the pitch perfect, obviously with using Singstar? No, no. No? Can't do that. No? <laughs> and... Also, we were chatting about with Ryan um, about pre-match talks. What what do you do in the huddle? Like pre-match, you know, I know Fraser kind of talks about kind of key things. Are you a person that speaks up ahead of the game or are you generally kind of somebody who's quite quiet and just is kind of in your own head getting ready to go? Yeah, I, I keep pretty quiet. I just um, think of my role and what needs to be done for the team. Uh, probably more behind the scenes, talking a lot to someone like Adam or whoever's at 10. Yep. Uh, some more, more like that and just given in my thoughts of how the game's going and where there's opportunities. So I wouldn't say there's much in front of a, a team environment. Right, okay. okay. And do you have a pre-match ritual, ritual at all? Is there anything that you do? Not really. I usually put my left sock and boot on before my right, but I wouldn't say it's much of a ritual. It's probably just a, just a routine. Sort do you of do thing. that through Monday through Friday as well? Uh, I do most things. I usually just go left before right, but yeah. I wouldn't say it's a, a ritual or anything like that. I think yeah. it's just a habit. You left-handed? No, right-handed, but I pass left to right as if I'm right. left-handed. Okay. That's my hidden talent. There you go. There's the well, hidden not talent. Really. It's not much of a talent, but yeah. <laughs> and so we, we did some filming last week when we were doing um, our, our kit launch and our green screen videos for Premier Sports. And I asked all the guys, where was home? And you said Glasgow. Now, you're now in Glasgow. You've been here for three years, is it? Four years? This is my sixth year. Sixth year. So I've been here a while, yeah. That, that's, that's shocking knowledge here for me, from a media manager. That's but right. I, I, was a, I was a ghost for the first few years. First <laughs> but you're now, you are pretty settled here, aren't you? You've got a house, you've got a missus, recently got a dog. So would you say Glasgow is home or was that just a, no, a line? No, Glasgow is definitely home. I think, you know, whenever I 
go back to Australia or have been back to Australia the last few times, it's almost, uh, it's almost, you know, I'm just going home to see my family and everything. I don't really have any, any uh, adult things in Australia. I don't have any c- connections other than my family and friends in Australia. So whereas in Glasgow, as you said, I've got, um, I've got Ailey and I've got we've got a flat together and and now we've got Wee Franklin. So um, my life and everything is uh, very much in Glasgow. So I would definitely say that Glasgow is my my home. Um, and and we'll see what happens. You know, it could be for the rest of my life. May not. Who knows? Oh, ooh, interesting. Well, yeah, you just have to wait and see. Oh, I love Glasgow. I love I love um, where we are. Uh, you know, it's a really good spot where we could go for a walk for a coffee or, or anything like that. I just, uh, I'm very comfortable at the moment. Yeah, and is that also due to Warriors? You think as well? It seems to be like a pretty social group, and it seems to be a lot of people kind of your age who are all kind of the same position. They've kind of, they've got a partner. They're quite settled, and you guys all seem to hang out together outside of rugby quite a lot, don't you? Yeah, I think rugby as well is quite a unique, um, obviously a unique job where uh, there's there's a lot of people from that may necessarily you know come from Glasgow so from our high school friends or home friends point of view like you know we work together throughout the day but then because we don't really have any any home friends or school friends uh we hang out outside of the pitch as well so you know I enjoy it and yeah as I say I'm, I've been here for six years now so I'm very uh very comfortable and and there's some a good group of lads here and you mentioned Franklin there uh new addition was he? He was just before lockdown, wasn't he? That you got him. It seems like every single player right now is getting is getting dogs. Yeah, uh, Franklin is an English bulldog. Um, oh, Ailey and I, we thought about getting one uh, in the summer when we we thought we'd both have time off, and uh, unfortunately, COVID happened, and and we thought, uh, well, stuff it, we'll we'll get him now, and um, you know, it's, it is hard work to be honest, but. Yeah. I, I couldn't imagine um, not having the wee man now, and he's a, yeah, he's he's actually a ball of fun, ball of energy for a bulldog too. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, good good wee, wee fella. I've seen photos of him in in a little satchel at your side. Does he still fit, or is he uh, a bit too big for no, that now? That was that was a what, bit of an impulse buy. We thought um, it'd be fun, or you know, when he couldn't walk, uh, wasn't allowed to walk yeah. just to carry him, but. Um, yeah, it was a poor purchase, and it? That didn't last long, that. Yeah. Did you have dogs growing up? Uh, I had um, a dog, yeah, Toby. He was a Maltese cross. Um, he he lasted 19 years, so I've had him for, had him for a while. Uh, if you want to know the story of, of Toby, he was... He was uh, not much left on the legs, and I used to muck around about knocking him over the head with the hammer, get it over and done with, and... I come back from work one day and I was the only person at home and he his back legs, he couldn't walk anymore. Tried to ring my parents. Uh, no one was picking up. So I made the, the brave decision to take him to the vet. Oh, and, wow. And get the needle. So that was a sad time. <sighs> Should I have said that? Anyway. Oh, Sammy. That was, uh, that was a tough day. Yeah. So was that, I guess that was your childhood dog then? That was, was my childhood dog. Yeah, I would have gotten him when I was three or four. Um, living in central Queensland where my dad still works in a mining town and he rocked up from, I don't know, from someone, just put him on the doorstep and I would have been there, yeah, what, 21, 22 when that happened? So yeah. sad times, but oh, man. it's all an experience, isn't it? Yeah. So was that kind of one of the reasons you went to get another dog growing up with one you had just so much fun with, with Toby? Uh, not really. Um, we just thought, 
why do we get a dog? I don't even know why we got a dog, to be honest. But uh, I'm ha- I'm happy we've got one, yeah. and he's a good he's a good lad. Because yeah, because I was going to ask like, how does it work being a pro rugby player and having a dog? Like you know, the amount of guys that have gotten dogs over the past few months, like you, Stafford, Kieran McDonald, George Horn, Darcy Ray. Like, but you guys are you know you're in early mornings. You're in here at you know seven a.m. most of the time. Uh, you're away every other weekend. How, how does it how does it kind of yeah, how does it work being a pro rugby player and also being a dog owner and I guess raising a puppy? Um, I mean, that was probably a, if you want to call it a benefit of COVID was was being at home when he was you know those early yeah early months of a dog where you could sort of get him into a good habit of of toilet training. Um, one of the reasons why we got an English bulldog from from research, if you say, was you know they're a good flat dog where right. they just chill out and probably don't mind sleeping for most of the day. So um, I think obviously routine now is you know you get up and take him outside and and obviously when i've been injured i was um able to sort of duck home and let him out throughout the day and then and then back home again over the afternoon so um it's not too it's not too hard the, the hardest part would be and i haven't experienced it uh well it obviously helps that ailey's at home well teach throughout the day but then yeah. home of a weekend will be away trips or if you're away but there's always someone um, you know, one of the boys or whoever who would happily look after a dog for the weekend. So yeah, uh, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Yeah, and uh, our team manager Kenny Brown has been pushing to bring dogs into work. I think he really wants to bring his in. Uh, Kelly Brown was talking about how Saris have a crash. Uh, how would you feel about Glasgow Warriors if they had a you know a doggy daycare or something like that? Would you yeah. be all for that? Yeah, a, f- a fair few people have mentioned that. I would definitely be up for it. Um, we're getting to that point where we're, we've been looking to to get them into a whatever. Uh, puppy school or whatever you call yeah. them um, throughout the day so if we could bring them to work that would be uh, perfect so uh, whoever looks out for that yeah, yeah man I'll do it I'll sit outside and yeah. write press releases and stuff do like that and just look after the dogs easy five or a day how many boys have dogs you say there's ten boys that's fifty quid a day easy put it in the easy. put it in the wallet and you'll be that's, good that's to go you. exactly <laughs> and you you used to commute to the stadium via scooter and I haven't seen you on it much recently. And I feel like it's been perfect weather for a scooter. Hasto was on the podcast just before lockdown kicked in. And he was saying that when you have to scooter home, you actually have to push the scooter up the hill because it's not powerful enough to take you up. Is that the reason why I'm not seeing you on the scooter as much? Um, it had a flat tire. Right. Um, I was, yeah, during COVID, it was actually really nice weather. So I was scooting around a bit then. But oh, I just think because we have to come in each day and there's security at the front gate and everything like that temperature checks i just feel like uh i can get more done on right. the way to work okay rather than having a scoot then have to get the temp out and yeah. the thermometer and doing all that sort of stuff so it's probably uh more laziness of of not wanting to yeah. ride the scooter but uh oh, i think adam was bending the truth a little bit it goes up hills slowly but right. I, I get up it. it's uh clarence drives the the main hurdle getting home but yeah i mean i should yeah, i should bring it out more yeah and I, w- I was wondering if it was going to be something like you know prescribed by the doctors you know you've got a bit of a knee niggle right now like you can't use a scooter you can't be scooting on a scooter or something like that no 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 it's good rehab yeah 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 and how how is the knee um obviously you missed our our opening game of the season away to con it just uh still kind of coming back is it um no it's feeling pretty good now or really good as uh, it was quite a frustrating thing where I, during during lockdown, I I was running a lot, um, and and lost a fair bit of weight and whatnot, and was in a really good shape. And then 
a couple of weeks into our reconditioning block at Murrayfield, I, I just rocked up one day and couldn't run anymore. And it turns out it was a, a bone bruising from last season at some point that I didn't realise because uh, the muscle around around my knee was sort of compensating right, okay. for it. Um, and obviously during lockdown, there was no gym, nothing like that. So sort of um, came up and, and I thought that was going to be our two, three weeks and it's turned into two months, but... Um, we've gotten there in the end, so uh, hopefully, hopefully, you know, back training now and and hopefully plan in a not too distant future. Yeah, and are you are you coming back stronger or anything like that? I guess because you you can't run, so is it a lot of just S and C or? Yeah, I've been um, living in the gym, so uh, yeah, from a strength point of view, I'm, I'm you know the strongest I've I've ever been, and unfortunately. Uh, I think I heard Ryan last week talking about the tour to Glasgow. So I've been yeah. living on, on the different off-feet conditioning stuff. The the ski erg has probably been my number one um, piece of equipment, which uh, I wouldn't wish upon my worst enemy. It's no. a terrible piece of equipment, but uh, having to tick the box since I couldn't really do much else, lower limb yeah. stuff. So uh, I'm just I'm very happy now to be back training and and avoid. Uh, that sort of stuff. I, I feel it's harder to be in the rehab rehab crew than it is actually actually training. So yeah. It's good do, you have, do you have a secret to the ski erg? Is there a is there a knack <laughs> to it to make it easier? Long and hard. Long and hard. <laughs> Long and hard. Yeah. <laughs> Short and fast doesn't work, mate. Long yeah. and hard. So you kind you kind of touched on it there. You've been injured, but I seem to see you a lot of training. You seem to be kind of behind behind the posts when when moves are being run and all this kind of stuff. You know, you've got your gilet on, hands in your pockets, almost like a coach. Are you setting something, setting yourself up for something after rugby, life after rugby as a coach? Uh, no, I definitely will not be coaching after rugby. I couldn't. I'm happy uh, once once my expiry date's done uh, playing rugby, it'll be very much a Monday to Friday, yeah, nine to five job. Right. Uh, but oh, I just, I just, it's the best way I learn is just by watching and and just being by myself and looking from a you know, end to end point of view, it's just how I learn. I, I yeah. obviously, as we said, I've had a bit of a crook knee and there's new coaches, new systems, new sort of plays coming in. I, I want to make sure that when I'm, when I'm back and, and training and stuff that, um, it's a smooth transition. I'm not trying to play catch up. So that's yeah. just how I learn. And, and how do those, like, I guess, new systems, new plays and stuff come in with, you know, a new head coach and a new attack coach. Like, uh, how, how does that kind of tra- transition work? Who, who brings, I guess, the ideas and the moves to the table? Is it, is it kind of a, a collaborative effort? You say, we want to keep this, we want to get rid of this? Um, yeah, I think, um, you know, Danny and Johnny, before we came in as a squad, were probably in a fair bit of cont- uh, contact with certain people. So your, your nines and tens, I think Johnny was keeping in touch with a fair bit, just sort of getting ideas of where, where we wanted to sort of evolve um, from Dave and Jace. Yeah. So... Um, you know they spoke a lot during lockdown and and Denny you know Denny's um, you know I've had a bit with Denny through through Scotland stuff so I knew what sort of he was wanting to do when he came in and he's very much bringing a lot of responsibility to the leadership group and and player-led stuff so um, they've both been really good at just sort of listening to to player feedback and then Mm -hmm. you know evolving our our way we want to play and structures from that yeah and are you part of the leadership group yeah, uh, part of the leadership group. So I think yeah, there's a there's a few of us that are in there. Yeah. So how, how are you finding that that kind of shared leadership model that Danny talks about? Like I know Captain's Run um, is now just done solely with with the players. You know. Yeah, well, I mean, I haven't done 
too much to be honest. Yeah. Uh, there's a um, bit on a Thursday or say three games out, three days out from a game where there's a block which is run by the leaders. So my involvement was basically just holding the ball and running to different locations that Fraz wanted. So I think hopefully now once um, once I'm back training and stuff to have a little bit more input. But as I said, I'm more of a keep quiet and just talk to people yeah. rather than trying to talk in front of the group yeah and and when kind of new moves and stuff like that are brought in are, are they kind of are they done on the paddock or is it a lot of kind of sitting in meetings with with diagrams you know you kind of your stereotypical whiteboard with lots of x's and o's and things like that uh i think i think uh, most of it's done out in the pitch yeah um you know scarlet scarlet's this weekend so you know the coaches johnny greg willard ahead uh analysis man um they would have done a bit of research on Scarlets last week and just thought of certain players just to bring in. I mean, you don't change the entire menu, but yeah. you know, certain tweaks here and there that may may work against their defence. Um, and then, you know, we get shown it on on the on the screen, and then you go out and rep it. And I think that's the best way to learn things, yeah. isn't it? And, and then, how how does it work for you? I know you kind of said there that you kind of you stand back and watch, but as somebody who's injured, when you know you're at the start of the season and they're bringing in new plays, how do you get involved in that? Are you able to be part of walkthroughs, or are you just for you is it just a case of watching from the side and just kind of watching that 12 or 13 man and working out exactly kind of what the steps would be and visualizing it or oh it's just watching it um and just making sure that when when you are out there running mm-hmm. um you sort of know what you're doing and then the more you, you rep it the better your timing and your lines and all that sort of stuff get so yeah as long as as long as if there's a new move and you're new in and whatever you just knew you know your role and then throughout the week you'll just rep it and get it right for the weekend yeah and, and you were kind of saying there you've, you've not done much because you've been injured but how, how does a role how does your role change i guess for you as as a leader and then also kind of i guess a core member of the squad change in a lead up to a game when you're injured con- compared to when you're uh, going to be playing oh i think when i'm injured I'll, i've sort of just been concentrating on myself and trying to get yeah. back out there um you know, there's no point. I think there's no point sitting on the sideline and going out and telling boys what they should be doing. You know, I think someone might turn around and say, "Well, you're not even out here, so like, why?" Yeah. Yeah. Um, whereas, I suppose if you're out there and you're running it, and uh, you know, you can just give tips, or you know, this, I think it's the way you, you talk to someone and and present your ideas. You don't just tell them what to do. I think you say, "Oh, you know, it's, it's how you communicate to them." I think is probably the best the best way of, of approaching different boys. Yeah. And and then looking kind of at our season as a whole, what um what would you like to see us do I guess as a club this season? Oh, I mean f- from a performance point of view, I suppose is is um you know, winning as many games as possible. It's a it's a bit of a weird situation that we're in obviously where um, you know the COVID regulations and stuff is going to dictate boys. I don't. I think you just saw on the weekend someone like Xander and Tom Gordon couldn't play because of track and trace. So that's probably going to play um, a pretty big part throughout yeah. the season. But um, oh, it's just creating opportunities and making sure we're taking them and winning as many games as possible. Yeah. And did you watch the Connacht game on the weekend uh, from home, or I guess how did you go about watching it? Yeah, just watching it from home. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, we weren't far off. I think um, the, you know the the way we wanted to play against Connacht at times was really good, but I thought at pivotal moments we probably gave them the chaos that they were looking for. Yeah. Uh, which which resulted in three of their tries. So. Um, 
you know, I think I think we needed a there was probably pivotal times throughout the match where it was either discipline or not sticking to what we were trying to trying to do and, and we paid the price obviously. Yeah. Um but yeah, overall I thought there was some really good rugby to mm-hmm. go forward with as well and and Scarlet so this weekend are gonna th- um pose a huge threat as well. So um yeah, the boys will work hard again this week and and I think um you know, uh, the run for him on the weekend was probably a good thing. Um, yeah. And uh, see what happens. Are, are you a guy that shouts at the TV? Are you anything like that when you're watching it at home? Oh, sometimes. I think because I know I know what we're trying to do in yeah. terms of um, game plan and whatnot. It's not yeah. just, you know, your average punters probably just looking at the tries or big breaks or whatever mm-hmm. and, and make their judgment on performance from that. But when you sort of know what's going on uh sometimes you shout through frustration uh yeah does uh does Ailey watch it with you or, or is she someone that can't watch it with you uh she doesn't have a huge interest uh in rugby she's learning more and more right. but that's probably quite a good thing though isn't it like you can yeah, go home and switch uh, off. i think when i am playing uh you know speaking to her she she doesn't really watch the game she watches yeah me and just making sure that i don't get hurt or something like that so <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, she's she's learning more and she's all good about it. But yeah, uh, I've actually started watching more and more rugby. So okay. all the European Cup stuff, I'll, yeah. I was sitting at home and watching all, and I think she was getting a bit annoyed that I was yeah. watching more rugby than I than I usually do. Yeah, and but you you kind of come from a little bit of a rugby league background. Have you been watching much of that that's going on? Because it's the is it the finals right now? It is the finals in the NRL. Yes, you're absolutely right. I'm very much a rugby league man. Yeah. Um, your, your team's a, your team's not in it though, are they? Unfortunately, my team uh, is the Brisbane Broncos, and they came last, first time ever, and oh, it was wow. a it was a debacle. And um, Nick Frisby, who who's left us now, but he's a massive Broncos supporter as well. And, right. Um, yeah, used to talk about rugby league all the time, and Matt Taylor when he was here. So um, happy to talk about rugby league as much as you want, but uh, yeah, it's disappointing to see the Broncos come last. Yeah. And then finally, Sam, we've got Scarlets this weekend. What are you expecting from the boys? Last weekend, we played some really good rugby at points. Uh, we just need to tighten up on our discipline, really, don't we? Yeah, I think um, discipline is, is definitely one area that we need to improve on. Um, I think there was a couple of penalties we gave away at crucial times last week that allowed um, Connick to sort of create chaos, which is what they're looking for. And I think Scarlets this weekend are a similar sort of team as, as they thrive off chaos. So I think we need to try and not get bored of of going to structure and, and trying to, um, you know, just continue with what we're, our process for the game plan and, and just not get bored, I think is a massive thing this week. Perfect. And we did this last week and I think it's only right that we do it again. Um, we've got our first home game of the season uh, and we're going to be without fans in the stands uh, once again due to COVID. Uh, we've got some of the best fans in rugby. So before you go, Sam, I'd just like to ask you, is there anything you'd like to say directly to them? Yeah, it'll be it'll be a weird occasion not playing in front of fans, especially at Scotsman where we're used to sort of having a packed out stadium. So I just hope everyone at home is is um, you know as well. And and I know it's pretty tough times for everyone, and and that we'll just get through it together. And and uh, yeah, hopefully see us all soon. Perfect, Sam. Thanks for joining us on Warriors Weekly. Thank you. Warriors Weekly, Glasgow Warriors official podcast.